Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Fightful's The Hump with uh, Jimmy Van and Sean Ross Sapp. Fightful.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. It's the hump for August 30th, 2023. We got a little bit to talk about. Jimmy, how you doing? Happy birthday, Sean Ross Sapp. Ah, thank you. There's only one way to celebrate. Hold on, let me get off camera real quick. Oh, you're going to do that? That's nice. What? Jimmy. Do you, do you think I'm doing Coke on the air? That's not true. I Not again. I, I drink Pepsi on the air. Pepsi on the air. <laughs> not Coke guy. <laughs> what are you talking about, Jimmy? Uh, that's clever. <laughs> that's clever. I'm saying to Sean off the air, what a better way to celebrate his birthday today, August 30, than talking about CM Punk again. Same shit we always talk about, if Amazing. you can imagine such a thing. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Before we get into uh, into the punk stuff, just tell me in general about your all inexperienced. It was a very quick London it was, trip this time for you, but tell me about it. It was. So uh, I fly out of Cincinnati because they do direct flights and um, they, they do like Monday, Wednesday, Friday flights. So they fly there, fly back on those dates. It's an overnight anytime you do it. And it's actually not bad. You just wake up when you wake up on a Friday, you get some sleep on the plane, you wake up, you're good to go. But uh, man, that trip back felt every bit of 16 hours, even though it was like eight. But I got to have a good time. I mean, I met more people there than any event that I've ever been to. Uh, we got to spend time with Maggie of coexisting with Robin Maggie. I was telling you off the air how wonderful she is and, and how awesome that was. Uh, I, I got to see so many people. Got sat between Meltzer, Alvarez, and Denise at the, oh, at the event. Yeah, yeah, I did. It was, it was pretty cool. So as this punk Jack Perry thing is happening, we're conferring a little bit, like a That's very minimal amount. That's interesting. But um, I had a good time in London. I absolutely loathe that travel. I I am not built for travel. I do. I will say this every time. I don't know how wrestlers can do it. 
Um, I it drives me nuts. I can't do it. Yep. And imagine in the old days, I, I remember years ago, I did an interview with Ricky Steamboat and the longest stretch he ever had back in the day with WWE, 60 days in a row, 60. Jesus. And that's how it used to be back then that, you know, and sometimes they would do like twice on Wednesdays, twice on Saturdays, twice on Sundays. And uh, the, the schedule today, the WWE schedule, I think is still tough. They're still doing four shows a week, but it's yeah. not what it was 30 years ago. 30 years ago, it was hellacious. And back then you didn't have guaranteed contracts like you have today. So back then you didn't even know what you're going to make. You know yeah. what I mean? So definitely the, the, the sacrifice that wrestlers put, not just on their bodies, but on their schedules and their families. I, that, this is one of the reasons why I respect pro wrestling and pro wrestlers so much. Is that yeah. sacrifice. Absolutely. Guys, uh, please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Please get in uh, super chats, humper chats. That's how uh, you support us. AW all in. Yeah. I mean, I felt like it was overshadowed because of some of the, the Perry punk stuff, yep. but, and, and, you know, there are people being very tribalistic over it. Like I, I just, I quite frankly see both sides. Like I completely understand some of it, but also there's some of it. I'm quite frankly entertained by, I can tell you one thing I'm sick of covering it. I'm very sick of covering it. And I said this all with John Pollock and Brandon Thurston. I know a lot of people are like, Oh, he, he loves it. He loves it. No, I like reporting about contracts. I like reporting about people debuting. I like reporting about that aspect of it. I love the contractual aspect of wrestling and, and that end of things. That's where really I'm in my wheelhouse is finding out that type of information that wasn't a thing that was known nearly as much before Fightful started doing Select. And now it's very, very prominent. That's what I really like to cover. But Jimmy, I got to follow my own Joe Dirt rules. At my fireworks stand, it can't just be snakes and sparklers. I, I Sometimes I got to give our audience some whistling bungholes, Jimmy. <laughs> sometimes that's what they want. Just I the mean, of it. yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about it today because it's the, it's, the, it's the big story. But I'm hoping, hoping that after this week and after talking about it on this podcast, it kind of settles down for a while. I hope. Because it's, you know, punks been back for two months and it feels like every week there's something. Yeah, And so I'm hoping that this is it for a while. And uh, quite frankly, it won't surprise me if this is the end for Punk in AEW. But I uh, feel like they think of him as more of a headache outside the company than inside. I understand. And uh, well, like, we, let's just get into it. Let's get into it. So, well, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and get into it. Why not? Why not? We got some super chats, humper chats, but let's go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, Sunday afternoon, I'm watching Zero Hour. And I didn't get a chance to focus on the entire show because my kids were home and it was a long show, but I was able to focus on zero hour because that was their lunchtime. So that worked out when Jack Perry said that line about the windshield and the real glass. I actually said to myself out loud, sitting on the couch out loud. I said, punk's not going to like that. And the reason I thought that is because he didn't like when hangman page cut a promo on him. And so I just didn't think he was going to like that either. What I didn't think was going to happen was Sean Ross Sapp was going to report like what a half hour later that uh, that there was a backstage altercation with CM Punk and Jack Perry and Tony Khan confirmed there was an incident. There's been all kinds of conflicting information. You've got this outlet says this and this outlet says this. And I always give you props because you're really good at juggling both sides because you understand there's two sides to every story. Of course, so, especially with, with fights and all that stuff. I mean, yes, yes, I, I, like grew up in, in my, even in my teens and twenties, like around the fight business and around fighters. And 
Even in the gym, there are two sides to each story, but much less a, a backstage brawl or skirmish. Yeah. There's going to be two sides to every story. And just because, uh, just because one side gets out there first does not mean that we endorse it. And there yep. are people that will say, oh, well, don't you need the facts? Buddy, we ain't ever getting the facts. It's been a year and we don't have the facts on Brawl Out. There's still stuff that I hear about on occasion here. Like, ah, man. Yeah. 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 Well, to the best of your ability, because I, because, you know, I guess fortunately with this incident is there were witnesses uh, yeah. And from what I understand, even Tony Khan was like right there. So to the best right of your, to the best of your ability, walk us through what you believe happened based on everything you've heard from both sides, in particular, who you think started it from a physicality perspective. I'm not, so I don't even want to share what I think, but the word that I got as Alex Silva says, punk just hates all out <laughs> after the Jack Perry line, he's he's right up, and CM Punk is next next after him. Depending on which side that you hear from, Punk said, do we have a problem? And Perry wasn't backing down and uh, didn't have an issue with, with saying, I said what I said. You heard what I said. And now I have heard that Perry was pretty vocal, Prior to this, like joking, like I'll break his rules, I don't care, type of thing, uh, and saying that he would make a make a line about it. Now, again, anything said is not verbatim. I didn't have a recorder on anybody. I don't know the quote necessarily. Punk's side of things is that Jungle Boy Jack Perry initiated the physicality of things with a little bit of a bump. There are other people, and quite frankly. Everybody that's not the, the CM Punk side of things that I've heard from claims that Punk initiated the physicality. Now, I know that Punk also thinks it's a concentrated smear campaign on him. And it's easy to call somebody crazy when it's not you. So I'll, I'll reserve judgment on that. But depending on who you talk to, it was a shove, a pie face, or a punch. And then, according to Punk's side... Jack Perry was put in a choke. Other people said it was a front face lock. Samoa Joe was nearby. He was not happy. This was an important show for him. Punk was supposedly maybe saying, I don't want to go out there. Now, I know he said, I hate this place before, but I don't know about the, the elements of whether or not he was going to go out there. I do know, and we'll have a lot more details on Fightful Select right after this show, they were scrambling to set up another possible match to kick off the show. They were switching out pyro, possibly bringing out plunder for the, the, the anarchy or the, the stadium stampede thing. Uh, the Kenny Omega to catch to six man was going to be moved up. It didn't end up happening. Punk went out there, had his match. Um, yeah, I reached out to both sides on this and I didn't hear directly from Jack Perry, but definitely heard from a lot of people who, who sort of shared his side. And when Punk's side of things got out there, Miro tweeted absolutely untrue, which a lot of people thought was just about the story in general. So I was yeah. actually glad that that Tony Khan commented on it and said that because like I've got a good relationship with Miro and he knows that I do my work as a reporter. But if he disagrees with that side, he disagrees with that side. I know that he was in the vicinity of hearing yelling and screaming. I don't know if he actually witnessed it, but it did happen apparently in plain view of 
some extras and maybe Tony Khan. Uh, I guess we'll find out more about that. But Brody King was pretty upset. Brody King is a friend of CM Punk's. I don't know uh, what all went on there, but then there was some conjecture about after CM Punk's match and CM Punk was in the trainer's room. And it was so ridiculous, Jimmy, that I had to do a video on it because I knew that if I typed it out, there's no way that I could possibly convey this. And there, there was a word yesterday that Miro and Punk had a confrontation. And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, well, no offense, but if Miro and Punk have a, con- a confrontation, it's not going to not end up in violence from either one of them because both of them are all too happy to fight. Like, they, I've never seen Miro picking a physical fight, but come on, that guy ain't going to back down from yep. anybody. Yep. It, like, I, I don't think if Brock Lesnar got into his face, he would back down from I agree. Yeah. And from what I heard, Miro entered the trainer's room and asked, like, oh, how you doing? And Punk was like, well, okay, unless you, I got to fight you too. And Miro was like, all right, let's go. And Punk goes, oh, do you want to take this outside? And again, this isn't verbatim. Yeah. Basically, what I heard is like, Miro is like, or we can take it to the ring. Which sounds exactly like something that Miro would say. 100%. Right? 100%. Because he is a very funny and kind of self-deprecating guy. Yeah. And I could absolutely see, before people pile on Brian Alvarez, I could absolutely see how someone in the vicinity or being relayed that information could think, Punk, Miro, two guys, how often is Punk going to joke about saying, do you want to go outside type of thing? How often is... I don't know Miro very well personally, but I would bet as a hunch in Miro's mind, he's like, hope he's joking, but if he's not, I'm going to fuck him up type of thing. You know what I mean? Like one of those, like you don't want anything to happen, but if it has to, has to type of thing. Um, From what I understood, they, they got along just fine despite the tweet and, you know, a lot of stuff like that. Um, Oh, boy. Uh, and then uh, CM Punk was not aware of his suspension yesterday. Nick Hausman reported that uh, <laughs> that he was informed via his attorney. He is at Cauliflower Alley Club today where he's being honored. And oh, is Frank he? Said, okay. Yeah, Frank says live in Vegas attending CAC. Punk was super cool yesterday taking pics, but laughing, asking people if they want to fight. That I confirms that. it. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Frank, please uh, drop me a DM. Let me know what Punk says, does tonight. Uh, hope you enjoy yourself as well. Uh, Cauliflower Alley Club is is a that is a phenomenal place to be honored at. Also, while I'm on that subject, I want to congratulate Dave LaGreca, who got honored uh, by the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, one of the great guys in the business. But, man, the CM Punk stuff. Van Twinblade says, Phil Brooks talks shit about other people, doesn't sends people he doesn't like home. Other generally douchey behavior. Jack Perry winks at camera. Phil Brooks, assault mode engaged. You're damn near 45. <laughs> Get off the cross. We need the wood. <laughs> so, Jimmy, I both sympathize and don't sympathize with CM Punk. I understand he has his idea, his vision of a locker room and a program. And he doesn't want things done a certain way. And he thinks that the possible poisoning of the well with Ryan Nimeth or Jack Perry or even Christopher Daniels. He, he probably thinks he's circumventing the issue. However, it is creating more of an issue when people that don't really have anything to do with any of this can't come to work. 
And the way that I said it on Pollock and Thurston, I had people when Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker had their issues and then they came to light. They said, well, why didn't you report on that? I said, I didn't need to. Why? Because they shut the fuck up and they went to work. They went out, they had classic matches, and then they went back to not liking each other. And if I reported on everybody that didn't like each other, that didn't have verbal or physical altercations, well, we'd be here forever just talking about this person doesn't like this person. Yep. When it ends up in a verbal confrontation that multiple people hear about or a physical confrontation that multiple people see, that's where we are. Yeah, it comes back to management uh, uh, or, or lack of management. So, okay, let me ask you a couple of things kind of before we kind of dig in. So the first one is Nick Hausman reported that AEW didn't provide Punk with transportation from the airport, and he ended up taking the train. Uh, I saw a picture of him on the train with a fan. He didn't, he didn't look upset at all. Like, he looked fine. So the first question I wanted to ask you is, do you know if he went to the show on Sunday? I do. I, so I know what you're asking. And yeah. Crispy Chris says, "If is there trunk to, truth to punk taking the tube? This will be on Fightful Select in more details shortly after this show as well. So there are a lot of inconsistencies that are, are reported about this. There was reports that nobody got picked up. That's not true. Uh, there was a window in which talent could be picked up. I don't know if it was a shuttle or rides, but they were informed before that. If you're not within this window... You can get an Uber and you'll be reimbursed. I don't know why he didn't have that information or anything like that, but I had actually heard before it came out and was sent that same picture of him taking the tube after getting lost a little bit. But uh, Jimmy, I'm going to share something that I haven't told anybody else. <laughs> uh, I was going, I was at the airport in that mess of London Heathrow the other day and I'm walking and, I look up and I see CM Punk on Monday and I see this. I, I don't want to characterize it as a smirk, but it was like a, hmm. but he wasn't looking at me. I was like, did somebody say hi to him? What happened? And I look up and there is a large man in a Kazushi Sakuraba hoodie. And it was an equally like smirkish. Hmm. And it was John Moxley. Okay. <laughs> and the awkward gaze there. And then as I look up and I'm like, y'all know that guy? And it's like, how are you here? <laughs> type of thing. How are you everywhere? Type of thing. Um, that was a that was an awkward interaction to come by, knowing that John Moxley and CM Punk have not always seen eye to eye. And I was on the same plane as, as Moxley because I we're both going to Cincy, obviously. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I was like, damn, look at that. Um just something that I was like, man, the timing of all this is just so, so wild to yeah. see that. And again, I don't want any aggregators to act like there was anything contentious there. It's just, I looked up, there's Punk. I look over, there's Moxley. There's them giving the like, hmm, to one another. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm. So do you know if Punk went into All In already kind of with a chip on his shoulder because of the transportation? Or do you think that was completely overblown and... He took the train. It was overblown. Yeah, it was okay. overblown. Because I was going to say, he looked fine to me in that photo. He didn't look pissed at all. He looked perfect. No, fine. I mean, that. not at all. Not yeah. at all. Um, okay. Okay. Man. Yeah, go ahead. Well, the next thing I want to address is the actual line from Jack Perry. The the line about the, uh, the, the windshields made of real glass. To me, it was nothing. Like, I'm going to be honest. To me, it was nothing. It was in the middle of a match. He took all of five seconds with it before he carried on with the match. Punk has done way worse in promos. 
like veering off script, calling out Hangman Page when Page didn't know about it. He's done way Punk worse. Punk made his career doing that. Yes, he did. Yes, Self-serving he did. stuff that yeah. is a wink and a nod, quite literally. Hey, Coke yeah. Cabana, how you doing? Stuff like that, like whether yeah. it's scripted or not. Yeah, so I, I didn't, you know, so there have been reports that uh, Jack Perry was supposedly going to get more severe punishment because of that little quip. And I think if that's the case, that's pretty weak. I understand. So I saw some of the sentiment online. I understand the sentiment. Well, he's a mid-card guy taking a shot at a main event guy. But here's the difference from my opinion. These guys had an issue previously. It's not like Jack Perry out of nowhere, you know, decides to yeah. look through the camera and do something. They had an issue previously. And correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, did Tony Khan ever sit down with Jack Perry and CM Punk when they had their little issue over the, over the glass? Not to my knowledge. Not to your knowledge. Not to my knowledge. So that's your problem, right? So the problem, just like so many other times, management did not take responsibility for squashing it the first time. That was the problem. And James so, Stalling says the whole point I take from this is people can't go into business for themselves because Punk's feelings get hurt, but Punk can do whatever he wants. He made a lot of comment in the tell me when I'm lying or let me know when I'm lying promo. He made comments after uh, the show, after that one show about Hangman, which he apparently apologized for. But yeah, I think that if it was me, if I'm Tony Khan, I would probably levy a fine against Jack Perry for that line. Sure. Because I understand that if you do nothing, then guys are going to go into business for themselves whenever the hell they want. So I, I would probably levy a fine. And, and maybe you can confirm this. I heard that when Punk did the thing to Paige, Punk got a fine. Did you ever hear about that? I've heard the rumors. I've heard the speculation, um, but I haven't got that confirmed in any way. All right. Well, I think that Perry should be fine for that line, but I wouldn't go beyond that until you determine, and something tells me they've already determined it because if Tony Khan was right there, he would know. But until they determine who started the physical aspect of the altercation, that to me would make a difference. I think that suspending them in the, in the interim is a smart move. But until you determine who started the physical aspect, I wouldn't go beyond that with Jack Perry, aside from finding him for that line. If they determine beyond a shadow of a doubt, Jack Perry was the first guy to get physical with Punk, you got to punish him. Like there have to be repercussions. But if you determine that CM Punk was the guy that got physical first, now Tony Khan has to take care of something that has been festering that he never took care of before. Now you got to do it. And, uh, you know, that that's kind of where I think it stands. So what do you think in terms of, uh, I don't know if you answered this already. Do you know if Tony was right there in the middle of it? There's reports of monitors and all this stuff. I, I've heard he was, I haven't, I haven't gotten a real big confirmation on that. I haven't really talked to a lot of people about that. Yeah. I don't think Tony is going to talk to a lot of people about that, but I, I'll, I'm sure I'll find out after tonight. I'm sure right. I'll get more info on that. Okay, and I understand he's doing uh, media Thursday, but he's probably not going to want to talk about this stuff. So I would imagine we're going to get a comment right off the top uh, uh, saying he can't talk about it. Right, right, yeah, okay. Well, you know, I look at it like this. From the time that CM Punk came back for the second stint, it's been problematic. You know, I mean, first, he's calling the shots backstage at Collision. Who can be there? Who can't be there? He's having altercations with other members of the talent roster. And up until now, Tony Khan hasn't really done anything about it. And, and that's a big part of the problem. But at the same time, I understand that this is not an easy situation for Tony Khan. Because you got to remember, they sold Warner Brothers Discovery on the idea that CM Punk is going to be the centerpiece of a new show 
on Saturday nights. And so they have a lot invested into CM Punk. If this was any other talent, Sean, if there was any other talent causing this kind of shit, you cut them loose and that's it. But when you're dealing with a guy that they have invested in, like CM Punk, it's a little bit harder to, to take care of. I think what they need to do finally, because they haven't yet, is a sit-down meeting. Tony Khan and CM Punk has to have a sit-down meeting because, and you know more about this from Punk's side than I do, where's Punk's head at? Do you think Punk even wants to go I think, back at I, this point? I think that Punk very badly wishes he could undo everything that has happened, but I think there's probably probably likely some stubbornness there and is so far deep that he can't do that. Tony is saying, is it possible AEW are giving Punk enough rope to hang himself knowing it's going to end badly? No, I think they want it to work too. Sure, He's just ruined his relationships with a lot of people. Uh, and I think that Punk, if he could undo everything that's been done, would gladly do that and start fresh. But also, I don't think that he, I think he is probably a little too aloof in believing that anybody else would start fresh as well. Right, right. Yeah, because in that sense. There's already these kind of built-in feelings with everybody. I mean, I you know I think they need to do a meeting. I think it could be like you just kind of suggested, maybe irreparable at this point. Mm -hmm. And I think that unless they have a meeting and unless they come out of that meeting with smiles and high fives all around, I think you got to move on. And 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 honestly, I think out of respect to Warner Brothers Discovery, I try to put myself in Tony Khan's shoes. Out of respect for Warner Brothers Discovery, I think that Tony Khan pending the outcome of discussions with punk should talk to whoever's contact is at Warner brothers discovery or at TNT. And I think that he should broach the subject to part in ways with CM punk. Uh, you, you said, I think yesterday that Warner brothers is well aware of oh, yeah. this punk stuff, right? So yep, they sure are. So I, I think Tony Khan should broach the subject with them. And if we're being very honest, I think that if the decision is made that we have to negotiate a release, because trust me, releasing Punk's not going to be that simple, given what he's been involved in. There's going to have to be paperwork done, and he, there's going to have to be uh, you know certain legalities, whatnot. But if that's the decision they make, it might end up being better for Collision, because then you don't have to worry about juggling talent. You don't have to worry about, I can't book that guy because Punk doesn't like him. I can't book that guy because he doesn't like Punk. Might the, actually what, end up easier. What I said today is Edge's asking price just went up. Yeah, and, and you, you know want, what? You he you want would an anchor be, for that show, right? Edge. Right. That's not a bad call at all. That's that very gets possible. along with everybody. <laughs> That's that, yeah. that carries a very similar star power. That has a lot of stuff that he can still do. Uh, Mercedes Mar or Mercedes Monet's asking price should have just went up. Yeah. And if they I had mean, both of them, because the, the the one slight disadvantage is that you can't call them Edge. I want to I want to address something. Somebody Steve Johnson says Jack Perry never did anything in the wrestling business for him to go into business for himself on the biggest wrestling show ever. Perry should be fined, suspended, or fired. Man, get the absolute fuck out of here with that. If somebody can dish it out, they can fucking take it. I, agree. I get so sick of that shit. I if agree. somebody can go into business on somebody else on TV. They can take it too. Now, did Punk do that with Jack Perry? No. However, they can, he can absolutely take it. In this situation, doesn't seem like Punk can take it as much. I because agree. we've seen that with Hangman and others. And then there's been back and forth where there's been miscommunications. It's been a series of unfortunate events. But I listen, if I say something about someone, I expect them to hear it. This is like a, a fucking reply guy being like, 
oh, here you are, a comment about you, and now you're saying something. Well, yeah. If you don't want to get replied to, don't say anything. If CM Punk went on TV next week and made some comment about Jack Perry being an undercard guy, you know, got somewhere with his name, etc. You know what? Jack Perry said it. He dished it. He can take it as well. Like, I feel the same way. If CM Punk would have came out after the Hangman stuff, after Hangman talked about workers' rights, and before Double or Nothing, before all the passive-aggressive stuff, and made a comment about Hangman, why well, would have said, hell yeah, Hangman dished it, he can take it. I agree, if, I agree. If CM Punk came out the week after the Elite made all those CM Punk references on in Chicago, and he went and did their finishers, you dish it, you can take it. No matter what side, it is like a troll get it, crying that you clap back at him. Get over it. Here's a good idea. If you don't want ramifications, leave people alone. Jack Perry probably knew that he was going to get confronted by CM Punk. I think that Jack Perry is a smart guy, and he probably knew that something like this happened. Especially when he's going next. Happen. Of course. Right? And and let me let, let's add a little bit of context to this for people that might be unaware. Is it true going back to the whole real glass thing, Sean? Is it true that when Jack Perry wanted to do the thing with glass on collision, he got it approved by the office and the office green lit it, but then Punk is the one that said no. Is that true? No, no. Uh, so I'll say this: Punk's claim is that, like Shivani, that medical and production said no. And that he was asked to step in and reiterate to Jack Perry, no, this isn't happening here. And specifically, I was told that, that Punk said, if you want to do that stuff, go back to Wednesdays type of thing. Okay, okay. So that he didn't have that approved by management. I, I can't say that he did. I can tell you okay. that Punk claims that he didn't. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I everything that you just said, I agree with it for the reasons that I already stated. Like, it's Jack Perry didn't come out of nowhere. It's, it's not like there had not been any issue with Punk and Jack Perry before. And out of nowhere, he comes on television and makes a little comment. They had an yeah. issue that wasn't squashed. And so... Yeah. And I, everything that you just said, I agree with. Punk has made a career, like you said, out of doing stuff like this. He just did it to Hangman Page a couple of months ago. And, uh, or I guess it was longer than a couple months ago, but he did it to Hangman Page. And now he can't take one little five second. And it was harmless. He made one little comment and then he went on with the match. It was pretty harmless. Me, so, me and Matt Coon make little jokes about each other all the time. Now, I will say this, but I could see where, where Punk's coming from. There are some people that feel like they are on a level of comfortability with me, and they are absolutely not, that make little jokes, and I'm like, uh, you don't know me in that way. However, I put myself out there publicly to some degree. So there are some of it I'm just like, yeah, whatever, let it slide. But then there are some like oddly personal stuff where you say, what's up with this? I haven't seen any of that. I haven't seen anybody targeting like, his background, his family, his wife, right. anything like that, to where it goes beyond that. I it is like professional stuff that could be handled on screen. Right, right. And and I, if if it had been handled on screen, I think that it would go a long way. Are you aware of the length of the suspensions? 
No, in fact, originally when I was told, I was told maybe don't report this because it could be like a three day suspension and he's back from all out for all out and you look stupid. And then the, the suspensions got reported. So, right, right. Okay. But let's let's get into some of these super chats and humper chats. Sure, sure, they, sure. They have built up okay. heavily. Uh, rock hard Joel Wood said Punk has made a career out of pipe bombs and shoot comments. Him getting upset at it is the peak of irony. I'm with you there. But I also understand that like, you know, maybe his maybe his mentality has changed. People can change. Um, Alien Love says, "Hope you uh, are both having a great day." Sean, do you have any insight on Ricky Stark's current direction? How he's viewed internally by AEW? He has not been injured. He was off for suspension because he wasn't booked on All In. Fightful Select right after this show. I've got some more details because uh, there, he was planned for some pretty big things. Thomas says, simply put, this would never happen in WWE. That isn't true whatsoever. It never happened in WWE. I've got a segment on all of our platforms called Real Fights in Pro Wrestling, and a whole bunch of them happened in WWE. Yeah. A whole they, bunch of them. He might be talking about currently, but I but I think the difference is Hunter would talk to them. Sure. I mean, that, that's, that is that's absolutely true. Yeah. 100% true. Sean and Jimmy, have you ever had a work issues with a fellow employee? If so, how did you guys deal with it? Um, not going to name names. There was somebody I had to let go of. He was making snide comments about the staff um, months ago. And I was like, listen, if you have any issues, you can bring them to us. That didn't happen. They had to be let go. There was an issue between uh, two of our staffers, and it became very clear that one of them was really just not making it simple for the other person a person had to go that was the nature of it i've had many issues so i so when i was running my you, company what what i've never heard of any oh never never no i'm not going to talk about that one but uh but when i when i ran my company full-time i had 40 employees and there were lots of times when i would hear so-and-so did this to so-and-so so-and-so said this about so-and-so every single time i called in the people involved every single time because that's how you squash it. You don't squash it by saying and doing nothing. You have to be the boss. Every single time I took care of it. And uh, and that that's just that's how you do I, it, man. Man, I get so much flack online for like I'll drop in somebody's messages. I'll I'll tweet them immediately right directly back. Because to me, if I say something about somebody, positive, negative, or indifferent, I come with the expectation that no matter where they are in life, there's a chance I'm going to hear from them about it. They might say, thank you. They might say, fuck you. They might say, I don't care about this. Stop talking about me. Leave me alone. But I always, today, I expect the possibility that Jack Perry or CM Punk could approach me about what I'm saying today. Never say anything without expecting somebody to say something about it. And you know what? You've, you've, heard, you've heard the old adage about uh, molehills in the mountains, right? Yeah. And that's kind of the situation. Like, I, I don't want to rehash this or beat this into the ground, but maybe a year ago, if there had been a sit down with Punk and Omega and the Young Bucks, maybe things would not have gotten with Punk to where they are now, because I think he's still, I don't know if walking on eggshells is the right term, but he knows that things are not all kosher in AEW. He knows there's certain guys that don't like me, and these guys are associated with these guys. There's still all this bullshit that, that hasn't been settled. But we are where we are. 
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let, let me ask you your thoughts on next steps. Like, do you think well, meetings- well, Jimmy, Jimmy, the best next step is for everybody to save some money with NordVPN. <laughs> Buying pay-per-views on NordVPN.com slash Fightful is going to enhance your pay-per-view buying process. Now, one subscription to NordVPN has so many different benefits. But if you're a big pay-per-view buyer like myself, UFC, boxing, pro wrestling, all that good stuff in any combination of the three, if they're doing a fight circus or something like that, this subscription will pay for itself after one or two pay-per-view buys. Change your virtual location, pay for it at the prices that other people are paying for it in the UK, in Australia, etc., etc. And you can get different interfaces. Maybe you don't like Peacock and you want to check out the WWE Network the way that it used to be, the way that it was designed to be, the easy navigation, so on and so forth. Maybe you want to watch AEW without commercials. Maybe there's some other... Did the video freeze up for you too? It kept playing until you just cut it off. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. <laughs> get your pay-per-views. Now, Jimmy, uh, by the way, back-to-back pay-per-view weekends like this great jimmy i just got an uber eats gift i think from uh jeremy lambert that's nice very clever very clever i don't drink anything like that with calories in it not for me buddy not for me uh nordvpn.com slash fightful so I want to get through some of these super chats because we have just a million of them sure alex silva says Sean, realistic, realistically, what happens to Punk? Is he done? I think they view him as more of a headache outside the company than inside of it. Rainmaker, happy birthday. I personally have had enough of this drama in AEW. All I want to do is enjoy wrestling, and it's putting a sour taste in my mouth. To quote the man, I'm just tired. Man, me too. I mean, the week after all the last year and this year, it's my birthday week, it's my wife's birthday week anniversary week already covering one pay-per-view just got back from london got to cover a wdb pay-per-view as well this ain't fun for me i I, it's not fun to talk about this stuff um it's fun to talk with you guys but it's not fun to talk about this but imagine the mentality of the roster 
when AEW just had the biggest show in their history, and all anybody's talking about is the Punk backstage incident. Nobody's talking about how great All All In was, how successful All In was. They're talking about the Punk backstage incident. That's got to be very frustrating for for members of that roster, you know. Yeah, it is frustrating for the roster. It was an eye roll. Like I can't believe this is happening again. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if MJF is in Chicago. I would imagine he will be. Uh, pre he was he was scheduled for All Out at one point. Preach, Sean. Preach. Thank you, James. Uh, Joel says Jack Perry was tasked by the Bucks. Jack Perry is a grown ass man he is a grown man come on now ricardo says happy birthday do something for yourself today i am going on a i'm going to a concert offspring some 41 simple plan very excited kim says happy birthday srs you share a birthday with my son but well happy birthday to him says tk needs to grow a set and let punk go <laughs> too much drama yeah i mean there are licensing merchandising opportunities that you know, might might possibly benefit for him just keeping a guy under contract and paying him. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they do that too. You don't have any idea the the length of his deal, do you? The way that I initially heard it was three years, but I don't know if that's if that's true. And also, between suspensions and injury time, who the hell knows at this point? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Trey Way says, "Happy birthday, Sean! Your present is more CM Punk news." FTF. John, happy birthday. Thank you so much. Mr. CJ Lilly dropped a bomb. I want to send my love to Mr. CJ Lilly. He has long been uh, not just an Alexa supporter, but a Bray supporter. So I know that the loss of Bray uh, hit him very, very hard. So I wanted to send some love to Mr. CJ Lilly. says, the stark contrast between the brilliant weekend, uh, the beautiful tributes to Bray and Funk, and then All In, which was awesome, to the punk nonsense. He was trying to hold up AEW's night for no reason. Cut him cut his losses build another star to his level so jimmy if if they do cut him which i don't find likely they're already getting mercedes there's a working plan for mercedes well we you knew that already that yeah you could tell based we, on how all in went yeah we reported that on fightful select mm -hmm. i would do whatever i can to get edge i also you know at this point if you got a smash glass in case of emergency See what the hell you can do with Goldberg, I guess. Because, um, I mean, Edge ain't going to be there every week, right? Like, he's not going to be there every week. Maybe once can, a week he would on Saturdays. Maybe for the right price. On Saturdays. But, you know, load it up. Get some get some marquee names that can help carry that show. See what you can do. I mean, Jordan Grace coming off the board, I think. I, it wouldn't have helped in a marquee level, but as far as depth for that women's division, Damn. I think that would shit that would have been a really good one, but well, you know, like the other I said, thing I would love to know. So I a couple of times I've asked you, and I know it's not easy, but I'd asked you, hey, can you find out from Warner Brothers Discovery if they're content with where Collision is right now, right? Yeah. So if they're doing five hundred thousand in like a point one six key demo rating with Punk, like yeah. how how much are they going to lose without him? Honestly, do you think that if he's not there, they're going to lose a hundred thousand plus viewers? I don't know. Like I don't know. Possibly. I, you know, might stay about possibly. Where it is. I'm just going to start from the top on the Super Chats because, my God, guys. And also, this week, I want to mention on Fightful Select, uh, just $5 a month, we just broke news that AOP has like been secretly signed by WWE for months. Maybe a year. Maybe a year, Jimmy. What? Yeah, I had people telling me they saw him at the PC a year ago. Year when ago. was that show they were supposed to do that never happened? When was that? <sighs> Last summer. It was shortly after it. Okay. Uh, I, heard, I heard they owe some people some money though. So okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Including yeah. some other people that are signed by WWE. But anyway, 
Um, FightfulSelect.com. Probably Friday, because I didn't do the Backstage Report podcast. I didn't do, I haven't done my Q&A over the past week. And I didn't do reviews of Raw, Dynamite, or All In. I'm going to do one big live show. I'm going to be hanging around for quite a while. I'll be taking questions live on the air. I'll be doing uh, uh, my thoughts on all three of those shows that I missed reviews on this week and covering last week's exclusive news. People asking where Jordan Grace is going. She got uh, she got signed with uh, Impact Wrestling two years. FightfulSelect.com had that news. So we're just going to start from the top of these incredible super chats. We might be here a little bit. Do you think Nick Aldis wrestles for WWE? Eventually, yes. Jimmy, I think he works himself into a spot there. Yep. Uh, I mean, he, he looks like a million bucks. He can talk. He can work. And he's still in his prime. He's in his mid-30s. So I'd be begging him to go work with some people in NXT, NXT to show people, especially if you are ever thrown into the fire, this is how you handle it. Because Nick Aldis handled it with class. Right. Uh, Anakin says, Sup, y'all. Been a while. Had to take a mental health break, but I got a new job and a new fiance. Congratulations, Anakin. So glad to see you back. Says, I'm so over punk and wrestling. He keeps causing trouble. Why does TK keep letting him poison the locker room? Well, I think the thought is, if he's on Saturdays, he can't. But as it turns out, once every month or so, he can. Not even once every month or so. It was happening just at collision tapings. Yeah. Just Mass says, humpy birthday. Thank you so much. Alex was blowing his nose all night. Arduit says, happy hump day, guys. Happy birthday, Sean. I know you having to report on negative shit, so here's some cash asking you to talk about something positive you want to talk about, wrestling or otherwise. Um, I am ecstatic about football season. Uh, I got a nice happy birthday message from Tony Khan today that was very nice of him. That's and nice. I said, you know what? I will accept you not booking wrestling pay-per-views during Bengals games as my gift. So thank you. Um, uh, what do you so, think about the uh, the Jaguars WWE belt supposedly selling out? Isn't that kind of interesting? He got pulled. He had it pulled, too. I thought so. I thought he so. He had it pulled. He yeah. absolutely did. I don't blame him. I mean, you know, I don't blame his, him his dad owns the team. Yeah. Yeah. Corey David said, what did you think of Julius Creed last night? I think that Julius Creed is the absolute future. And I don't just mean of wrestling. I think that if he wants to make a little jump over to MMA, oh boy, is he about to have some opportunities. So um, I had been pinged about the possibility like i was told hey maybe maybe keep your eye out on julius creed because he's a heavyweight he uh if he had to cut to 205 he could but you know who one of his best buddies is don't you jimmy Mm -mm. daniel cormier oh really who is well adept at the wrestling slash mma crossover and guess what endeavor and wwe are about to be in bed with each other if i were endeavor I'd hit up WDB and I would say, we will set up an absolute can against this guy. What is Creed's background in terms of fighting? Amateur wrestling. I knew amateur wrestling. I knew that. Yeah. He was scouted by Gerald Briscoe at the NCAA Division I Wrestling Championships. Um, Does he still train? Yes. Yes, he does. Uh, He participated in the 2016 Olympic trials in the Greco-Roman and freestyle categories. He got fifth there. He helped Daniel Cormier prepare for his fight with, with John Jones. He, uh, I think he worked at Duke University for a while as a coach as well. Uh, so he is uh, very, very adept at wrestling. And He's, he's going to be a future world champion in WWE. He's a future world champion. 100%. 100%. You saw last night the one-arm powerbomb on NXT? You see that? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was incredible. Freaking crazy. It was incredible, man. And the thing is, is like he he's got everything because not only does he have the size and he's got the athleticism, but he's got personality too. Yeah. So he's going to be a future world champion for sure. D Vargas, I want to thank him. He's such a great guy. He says Fightful got me through a tough time, so thank you for that. Got that job I mentioned, so I'll be okay now. Thanks for the advice. Hope to work together in the future. I love hearing stuff like this, man. Like you never know what might help you uh, during the pandemic my friends at toy vomit helped me get through a tough time so you never know what might help you trey way says happy birthday sean your president oh we've read that one john merritt happy birthday darren walker wonderful to meet you and he said hi nice to meet you and denise at wembley enjoy all in only bad things <laughs> uh no jamie hater and mercedes not sitting near me any news on camille was that her last match for nwa on sunday if i were impact wwe and AEW. i would be very very interested in camille i would be interested in bringing her in she's got a wealth of experience now working on tv for the nwa i would absolutely be trying to get her if i were the nwa jimmy or for uh, these other companies i agree i agree yep she's uh she's she's got a good look and uh she's good in the ring i agree and now she's got that pedigree as well she's had a title so yeah i agree K775, off topic, is it true Becky's going to face Tiffany Stratton? If so, do you think the program is going to be on both NXT and Raw? I do think that she'll face Tiffany Stratton. I think there's a chance someone in the NXT title, and I think that would be good for all involved, too. She ain't got anything necessarily on the horizon, so... I imagine her and Trisha wrapping it up at Payback, so... Corey says, Sean also likes reporting that Tyrus no longer NWA champion. Love or hate EC3, at least he has some credibility in pro wrestling and NWA. Listen, I know that uh ec3 said some questionable stuff that you, i you know i was enlightened on but uh, in an interview with me but i think he is a good performer a good wrestler a good promo and uh i should not be a better wrestler than the nwa world's champion and for the last year or so i have been a better wrestler than the nwa world's champion so i'm glad that has changed bagrov says happy birthday sub to select is a thank you for all the podcasts that keep me entertained wish you and jimmy the best of health thank you Appreciate it. KE says, if Punk leaves AEW, you think Triple H would make the call and would Punk take the call? Punk would take the call. I think he would take the call. He showed up backstage at WWE. And according to some people, they claim he was trying to get a job. I don't think he was trying to get a job. No, but I that don't was think so claim. either. Yeah, he was there to see uh, Cora Jade. Right? There you go. I don't yeah, know I, and t- like, like, you give me your opinion on this one. I don't think Hunter would make the call. I don't think he would. I do. I do. do. Really? Yeah. Happy birthday, Sean. Do you know if AEW are aware about all the fans stranded outside of Wembley afterwards? Managed to get on the last two at 1130, but uh, so many were in the queue. Maybe they need to finish at nine in 2024. Oh, they were aware. I mean, I was out. I, like, I was talking to people from AEW short, like right after the show. Myself and Maggie couldn't even get an Uber back. Had to download a completely different app. Uh, one of my friends, Justin Leeper, had a nightmare travel back there. I do think that next year they should end uh, a little bit earlier or they should arrange something with the city to where the tube goes on longer. I don't know the possibility of uh, of that, but I I think that they should definitely do something there. It was a really long show. They got to cut down on that for sure. I understand they want to get everybody on and get everybody that moment, but it was a really long show. Well, now that they're going every year, they can say there's always next year. Good friend. Caden says at Disney during a hurricane soaking wet pause. Happy birthday. Tall Sean. Do you like the Photoshop pics of us in London? Good to see you there. You weren't there. You weren't there. James Stalling says, the whole point I take from this is that other people can't go into business for themselves because Punk's feelings get hurt, but Punk can do what he wants. 
listen, it's hard to disagree. Thoughts on the poor reception to Soraya winning? Do you mean in person or online? Because I thought it was good in person. But what I wouldn't have done, Jimmy, I wouldn't have taken the title off of Tony weeks ago. I would have had her hold it up until tonight, but I think that was a last-minute decision as well. I would have had her hold it up, hold it until the night that Soraya won, especially with Tony Deck in Soraya's mom. I think that would have been a nice comeuppance, Jimmy. So I look at it like this. So I saw uh, our own lovely Kate from Fightful. I saw she said something on Twitter about uh, Soraya's only had three matches this year. And she just won yeah. the women's title. I understand that point of view. I do. I understand the point of view of Soraya hasn't really wrestled and she won the title. However, I thought it was a good decision. And, and I thought it was a really cool moment that Soraya, you have to remember, she's still young, right? So Soraya was forced into retirement, didn't want to have to do it, was forced into retirement. She was able to finally get medically cleared. She's on the biggest show, not just in the history of uh, AEW, the biggest show she's ever been on in her home country i don't know if she's from london specifically but in her home country has her family with her and after having to uh, retire for many years wins the title i thought it was a really cool story i also think that without question they're looking at mercedes soraya because not only do they have a history together but when soraya won the title excalibur made a point of mentioning that mercedes was there so i think that's probably the vision is mercedes soraya I thought it was a cool moment. And and so I understand that the purists maybe don't like that she got the title and hasn't had a lot of matches. I, I, I liked it. I thought it told a good story. Sean, do you know who else is WWE signed or is about to bring into the company? I know some rumors. I mean, Kyrie is a rumored name. Nia is a rumored name. I would expect them both back. Patrick says, what was your experience of Wembley like? Mine was great until the show started and the camera arm blocked my vision on the big Tron in the middle. Uh, I wish the screens would have been set up a little bit better and less glitchy. I loved being in the media box. I always love that. Can charge my items. We get good food there. <laughs> got really good food. Got salmon and and couscous. That was <laughs> that was pretty nice. That's good. Yeah. good. But I do wish I could have seen the open air as well, like from where I was sitting. That would have been nice. What else do we got here? Meet Normus says, "Happy birthday, happy hump day." We know CM Punk brawls are good for Fightful Business. Is it good for AEW? Long term, will it cause fan fatigue or cause wrestlers to jump to WWE? All of that is a risk. But it also gets people that I don't usually talk to about wrestling to text me and say, what's going on? So it does conjure up some interest, good, bad, or indifferent. So I think that uh, Punk's marquee has definitely taken a hit because of it. Okay, I've seen a lot of sentiment online where people say, I was a big fan of Punk, but now I've lost interest. I saw a lot of that. Uh, and so I think it takes a hit. I also think it's pretty bad for the locker room morale. Like we talked about, they just had their biggest show in their history and people are talking about punk and a backstage incident. And I can understand how people, especially I'm not going to mention names because I don't know how, how specific individuals feel, but the ones that really had a good showing at all in, I could see how they'd be frustrated. You know, they should be talking about me or my match. They're talking about punk's incident again. So I think it causes a lot of problems. I think Tony Khan has got to, handle it like a boss and uh if punk sticks around then they have to squash it with everybody there has to be a meeting if he doesn't stick around or if, if they don't think it's irreparable then i think you got to negotiate a release or maybe like you talked about just kind of let him sit at home and just pay him out his contract because like you said it's probably of more value to them than having him outside but either way it's got to be handled you can't just let's bring him back and see what happens let's bring him back again book him for collision we're going to cross our fingers no you have to handle it or this shit's not going to end. It's just going to continue going over and over and over again. 
what else do we got here? Yeah, uh, Joel Woods says, Punk has made a career out of pipe bombs and shoot comments. Him getting upset at it is the peak of irony. Yeah. You know what? I, I saw somebody joke and they were like, oh, Sean, well, what if you signed somewhere and somebody else broke the news? I, I'd tip my hat, say GG's and say, I'll get you next time type of thing. Like, what am I going to do? Be upset that somebody scoops like career news on me, but I, I do that for a living. Like, no, absolutely not. Red Hood says, do you think if AEW both had a talent relations person as good as JR or the wrestlers weren't in a prominent backstage role, there'd be any issues like this? AEW has plenty of people in talent relations roles. Christopher Daniels is not in active storylines. He doesn't have a lot of agendas or anything like that. So I think that that, that was perhaps the most curious aspect of all this, Jimmy, is like, when it comes to the head of talent relations there, the VP of talent relations, well, let's go. Like, what, what are we, Why are you keeping him off the show? I don't care who he's connected to. It's his job. No, but not yet. Yeah, well, the fact that Punk basically told, said he couldn't be at the show, right? Punk said that the head of talent Absolutely. relations couldn't be. Yeah, I mean, no, this, this stuff has to be handled. A lot of it, I think, has to do with Punk being allowed in his mind to believe that he had that kind of authority or he had that kind of stroke. Because no one ever told them otherwise. No one ever told them different. It, it's I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, but they have to do better in terms of managerial decision. I mean, that's just how it is. Happy birthday, Sean. Do you think Mercedes had enough star power to revitalize the women's division in AEW? Can she be the solution? Um, AEW and Tony Khan's booking has to be the solution. It is a self-fulfilling prophecy when you say, women don't draw. There's only room for one, and I want to put the best people on the show. But... There is not enough time for people to get in emotionally invested in the women's booking when they're only put on the show for the amount of time they're put on there. You have to give them the opportunity to develop that star power and develop that emotional uh, interaction and develop that that emotional investment as well. I agree. I mean, if if, if it looks like all signs are pointing to her coming in, at least on a, on a part-time role or whatever, if they have Mercedes in five-minute matches, that's not going to work out. I agree. I completely agree. Uh, Patrick says, happy birthday, Sean. How's it mentally knowing wild backstage news that you can't be public about? Sorry about your trolls, which people could grow up. You know, it's funny. I spoke about this on a podcast, Jimmy. I, when, when speaking to Bray Wyatt or breaking news about him, it'd usually be through a third party. But I had one conversation with Bray Wyatt and it was him reaching out in a moment where he did not need to reach out. And he said something like everybody tells you to brush it off until it's about them. People tell you to ignore it until it's about them. It's like, people don't understand that. And he, he echoed a sentiment that actually bill after told me like 13 years ago, if they don't know you personally, don't take it personal. And it's something I had kind of forgotten about until I went back and reread that conversation about a hundred times last week. And I saw that and it was, it was a very good conversation and it, it highlighted to me what kind of person he was. Cause he's like, you know, the work who cares subjective, who cares? But if they don't know you personally, don't take it personal. When they cross that line, it's okay to kind of keep them in check. It's okay to let people know you're not comfortable with that. It's okay. But uh, ultimately if you have a good heart, other people with a good heart will recognize that and uh, you'll, you'll, you'll be highlighted by the people around you. 
So that's what I am trying to remember more. Now, there are some people that will just say terrible things that aren't true. And I deal with a lot of that. And uh, a lot of people in wrestling deal with a lot of that. But uh, that's not something that we ever peddle in the news of. So, well, there's one I thing I want to add to that. I want to add one thing to that. And, and this is where I'm going to put you over, Sean. So you might want to you might want to remember this oh. moment. So without getting too deep into this, Sean knew months ago that Bray Wyatt had heart issues. And out of professional respect, that was never posted on Fightful Select until you kind of got uh, the green light or you got uh, permission to mention it. Otherwise, it was not mentioned on Fightful or on Fightful Select. And props to you, because you know damn well that, that some other outlets, if they got a hold of a story like that, they're putting it out there for the clickety-clacks. I mean, there, there was uh, e-wrestling news put out there that uh, not, I'm, I wouldn't normally name and shame, but I mean, absolutely fucked the guy that posted that, posted that it was a mental health absence. And then just wasn't, it absolutely wasn't true. And I know that, that hurt his feelings. That's the thing. It bothered the man. I mean, that was one of the stories that I, I worked in with them. They're like, hey, listen, this absence nor the one a couple of years ago was was mental health related. Like everybody's got right. their ups and downs, but it just wasn't that. Right. And, um, you know, you could argue that literally nothing that I report is anybody's business, but I get to draw the line there. I don't think that reporting about backstage fights ain't eh, that big of a deal. I agree. Like, sure. That's general interest. But when it comes to somebody's personal health, uh, who they're sleeping with, as long yeah. as it's legal and consensual, I don't give a fuck mm-hmm, who is mm-hmm. screwing who, as long as it's legal and consensual. Uh, I don't care about anybody, you know, stuff like that. If they break a law, if they do something of that nature, that's that's when we sort of step in. Right, right. Uh, what else we got? We still got a lot of these and we will be on the list goes on right after this to give you guys even more news. Kimchi, thank you for the happy birthday wishes. BBQ chips. Thank you. Phil. Thank you. He says, what was the reaction to all in from the WWE locker room and management? I'd hope the show was as well received as it was by the fans. Love being there. We'll be back next year. Um, the, the, just a lot of good for them. And then, uh, I roll about the punk stuff. Bizarro Big L says, to quote Coach Mike T, the standard is the standard. One needs to be set. These men have a ton in common, from the elite to punk to Colt, Jack, and Hangman. They all have aired in some way, and someone needs to lead and put these guys' mind back on positive. Yes, I think there needs to be sort of an intervention and a giant conversation. There needs to be a group therapy session with these guys. That's it. You can never clear the air if you don't clear the air. I agree. Should Mike have been done jeweler. a long time ago. Yeah. Mike the jeweler sent a giant humper chat. Big thank you. He says, happy birthday and SRS or happy birthday SRS and hump day. Appreciate all the hard work you do. Let's get to the pettiness for locker room leader for someone who goes off script when he wants. Uh, I agreed with the sign it all in best at the world at being a little bitch. I mean, listen, there are a lot of things that I agree and disagree with regarding CM Punk. And damn, Jimmy, you're going to have to give me a cut of these $200 super chats that just came in. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, he says, uh, I have no Trey, comment. Trey Cash sends a monster one too. Just wishing me a happy birthday. How about this? We'll contribute that to the next uh, Maggie attends a wrestling show fund because that made me very happy to see her do that. But um, 
I understand not wanting anybody to poison the well. I do that here. If there's somebody I view as being an asshole, I'll slap that block button. I'll say, get the hell on up out of here because I don't want you poisoning our well. Sometimes I'll go ahead and block people that associate with absolutely aberrant people to where there's no way you don't know they're terrible people and you still choose to interact with them. I don't want you in my life. Cool. I understand that. But also, if I say something about somebody, I fully expect them to say something back. That's just the way that it is. Joel Woods says, I can't see Triple H letting this go as long. What percentage do you all give of uh, Punk being an AEW in a year? Uh, 70%. I mean, I, I, like we've already talked about, I think if I'm in Tony Khan's shoes, at the very least, just make him sit at home and pay him out his contract. Sure. So Glassdoor says, Punk's always been divisive. IWA, ROH, TNA, WWE, just who he is, and he's not going to change. Just a headache. I mean, Vince did say stuff like, like what he, I don't want to say he was a contrarian, but something of that nature. I mean, at the same time, Punk lasted in WWE for how many years, Sean? A decade? Did very well. Did very well there. And AEW has been two years, and it's been nothing but headaches for almost the entire two years. Also got some talking to whenever he needed to. uh, And then then when he didn't, what happened? Right. It all went down. Joseph says, happy birthday. The concert's going to be great. I'm, I'm excited. Very excited. Corey says, switching gears with FTR winning the tag titles at all in, any information with cash on his situation. Quite frankly, there is not enough evidence that I think is going to be procured for anything to happen in a legal perspective or a disciplinary perspective, unless the accuser has like traffic cams or pictures of cash waving a gun. I don't think anything's going to happen. Ryan says, if if Mercedes comes into AEW, do you think it's a multi-year deal or something short-term? I know she said she doesn't want to be locked down to any particular and wants to travel the world. I would imagine that if it's AEW, they will do whatever possible to get her on that roster, Jimmy, as they should. Yeah, and we've seen with a lot of guys, right, where, you know, look at like an Osprey or whoever, where they're at least not currently locked down to a contract with AEW, but they still bring them in for shows. Not only do they bring them in for shows, they put them over. And so yep. I agree. I agree. Mercedes, if she doesn't want a, 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 an exclusive contract, I think they'll appease her in order to bring her in. Thank you, Fatir. Bridget, you are always so generous to us. Thank you so much, Bridget. Uh, sorry you have to deal with all this. Ultimately, it's the job. The, the, the silver lining in this is I am not poor anymore, and I get to talk <laughs> to you guys about wrestling all the time. My family, generationally, is out of poverty, and I get to talk to you guys about wrestling. So. No more sinkholes. No more sinkholes. Yeah, no more. Well, my mom filled in the sinkhole. Yeah, you told me. You told I, me. I went to visit my mom, and my grandmother now lives there as well. Uh, that house, it went from how long until it falls down to, oh shit, this place looks good. So uh, she's done an awful lot. I wasn't about to sink money into that place because I wasn't staying there. Don, thank you so much. David says, like clockwork, every time AEW has some positive momentum, punk dampens it. I wouldn't say anytime. I mean, there. You know, there there are some situations for sure where it has not ended up going very, very well. Uh, and I, I I just hate that. Mr. Beach says, would it be fair to say there were not problems of this type in uh, AEW till Punk came in? At all? No, because again, Excalibur had to choke out Jimmy Havoc, but that didn't cause any sustainable issue, right? Didn't cause any long-term issue, but 
largely, yeah, there there wasn't this type of unrest for sure. There were there was some frustration over booking. Della Common says, unfair comment, but you brought off the offspring. Maybe TK should listen to self-esteem and realize it's him and punk, basically. Damn. Damn. Rock Hard says on Mercedes, she re-signed with in New Japan. So would she be coming in as a working agreement? Can't see her stand, signing a standard three-year deal. What's the likelihood Edge stays in WWE? I'm saying 50-50 with Edge. And with Mercedes, she has been on a series of short-term agreements with, with New Japan. And I've got a, a decent line to some of that stuff. And some of the stuff that was put out publicly was it maybe wasn't in line. Right. Edge is the supreme worker. I, I saw a video where he said, oh, I have an offer from WWE sitting in my inbox. Didn't deny anything that Wade reported. No, he didn't. He didn't. No. Yeah. And he has also lied publicly before. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that's okay to do. Frank says, I'll be recording a vid tonight at, at Cauliflower Alley. If anything interesting is said, I'll send it. I expect Punk uh, to open his speech with who wants to fight. Very clever. What's the accolade? What's he getting? What's the... Uh... Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm okay. not sure. Matthew says, how does Impact have money? How do they make it? That is a phenomenal question that I have long sought the answer to. Um, I don't know. It is not ticket sales. It is not pay-per-view sales. So um, there's a couple of streams. So they they have the Fight Network, which is a premium sure. paid channel. Uh, it's in Canada, but I think it's in other countries as well. That ain't paying some people's $200,000 salaries, though, Jim. No, they they also... So I don't know the, the nitty-gritty because I haven't looked into it in a long time, but I believe that they might be into some kind of sports betting... Uh, or some other revenue stream somewhere along those lines. And now they own access. I'm not sure what else Anthem does because I just haven't done enough research into it. But obviously, they're not pulling the money out of their ass. They got it coming from somewhere. Would you recommend them get into insider trading? Like the jeweler says. <laughs> like the jeweler says. Is it confirmed that Petty Punk and Jack Perry are both suspended? Yes, it is. It absolutely is. Um, they are suspended. They have been informed. Uh, this is another $100 super chat for my birthday, by the way. Hello, Jimmy Van. Uh, Sean, next round of shorts uh, we meet are on me. You say shots or shorts? Like, are you buying me like basketball shorts? Are you talking about our shorts on YouTube? Maybe maybe he means like a shot because he doesn't know you don't drink. Maybe. I, I know. But yeah, I don't drink. But hey, we can do the old TV trick with, with liquor. I'll put sweet tea in there. Instead. There you go. There you go. That'll work. Uh, Dream Ninja says Mercedes is the biggest signing out there when she gets healthy. Hope the women's booking is getting better. Have no interest in watching Punk anymore. Well, I mean, I, I can tell you, she's she's planned to work with AEW all things, if all things go well. A Steel says from one August 30 birthday to another happy birthday, number 40 for me. Great work as always, gentlemen. Happy 40th birthday, my friend. Happy birthday. Thoughts on NXT. You feel the booking has been superb lately. It has been good lately. I love the way that they booked the women's division. I love the time they give the women's division. I love that Shawn Michaels is willing to recycle angles from the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, and, and uh, assign them to the women to see how gender roles affect those storylines. I think that Julius Creed is a star. I think Ivy Nile is ready to come up. I think that uh, Cora, Gigi, uh, uh, JC, I think JC Jane is ready made. I think that Tiffany Stratton has come along. I think they are shutting up a lot of people that criticize the performance center. And uh, this method is a good one. I'm, I agree. And I also, I also like that they've been weaving in the main roster talent every week. I like that a lot. Very smart, very smart to do that. And bringing guys like Mustafa Ali judgment day, Baron Corbin in, because I remember in my day, 
when Tyson Kidd and Cesaro and Titus O'Neil would show up on NXT, it felt like a much bigger deal. Uh, Deontay says, uh, here's a scoop. You're effing awesome. Thank you for being the nicest guy. May all good things happen to you. All love, broski. Be easy. Thank you guys so much. I, I, it means an awful lot to me. And Tom Talks Rubbish says, happy birthday, Sean. Thanks for taking a chance. Wouldn't be where I am without you today. Jimmy taking a chance as well. Wishing you all the best. We love talking to you, Tom. We're, we were so happy to talk to you. James says, with an MJF speech after the show, do you think he's stepping up to be a locker room leader? I think he would love to be, to be honest with you. Uh, to get where MJF was, he had to piss off a lot of people. He had to do a lot of things his way. He does some things his way that don't set well with other people. He maintains a stern relationship with Tony Khan. He, he is very hands-on about his own creative. He is very particular about who produces his own stuff. But look at the results, Jimmy Van. Look at the results. Yep. He, 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 he puts his foot down. He's really come to, I think he has the, the potential to be a locker room leader if he wants to be. And, and one thing about MJF too is not everybody can do mainstream media. You know what I mean? Not everybody can Correct. do it. You've got to be able to talk. You have to have a sense of humor. A lot of people that are watching this stuff, they don't know who you are, right? So you have to have a sense of humor. And MJF's really, really good in that setting. And uh, he's really come along. He's really come along. I mean, he was their biggest star before All In and now even more so, I think. We got, uh, what were your top three matches of All In? Ooh. Um, let me take a look. I didn't necessarily assign like scores to them because people get so weird. I don't do that. So I like Jericho Osprey. Um, I loved it too, yeah. Uh, I liked MJF Cole, but not as the main event. But I but I liked MJF Cole, Jericho Osprey. I'll be honest with you. I like Punk's Samoa Joe. I liked it a lot too. I did, yeah, yeah, I did. I thought it was a good match. Those, those um, are three that's to go for me. FTR Young Bucks was just phenomenal. It was really, really good. Stadium Stampede was a lot of fun. Was, uh, Jericho was Osprey was a lot of fun. Yeah. MJF and Cole was outstanding. Um, I think I would probably go MJF, Cole, FTR, Bucks, and Osprey, oh, you know what? Jericho. And I also, when you want to talk about fun, Sting had more singles time. God. Then I've seen him have since he came back. Him and Swerve did a lot together. They had a lot of singles. I just love watching Sting perform. Jesus Christ. I just love watching him. Do you think uh, or know when Kyrie returns, do you bring her back at Survivor Series? I think that I think we're just kind of on hold till the merger. But I think she is coming back. But uh, we'll see. I, I That's my personal opinion is that they're just on hold. When it gets to the point you're not letting talent uh, head of talent in the building, it's time to draw a line. I, you know what? I would certainly agree with that. I would certainly agree with that. Alex says, not a fan of All Out being a week apart. TK should do the Mania Night 1 and Night 2 route. All in on Saturday, all out on Sunday. This is that. This is that. This is his Mania Night 1 and 2 spread a week and two continents apart. I think I he's like talking. It. I think he's talking. Make it like one pay per view bundle no, I, from I the same it. venue. Yeah, I get it. But you're spreading it out. You're giving the two continents an opportunity. Yeah, but they're charging two separate pay per view charges. Uh, Haddock, I did not make it to Rev Pro. I wish I did. Uh, Denise did though. Did you ever hear the Kid Cash story of Punk watching his matches and catering during the time in TNA and looking around to see if everyone notices? Yeah, but a lot of those stories get like, like 
blown out of proportion over time and all that as well. Just Mass says, glad FTR retained the title. That was always the original plan. I Kobe was surprised said, to see Cash score the pin. I'm not going to lie. I was surprised to see <laughs> that Cash was, score That was the a pin. little surprising. Yeah, yeah. That was a little surprising. But they, as best I know, they are planning as things stand to stick with Cash Wheeler unless some uh, pretty damning evidence comes out. Right. Uh, we're going to have to cut off Super Chats at this point, guys. We are already 13 minutes over, and I still got quite a few to go. Uh, any word on who will feud with Cena? No, but them getting him back is not something that they had necessarily planned on, and it was a major shot in the arm, Jimmy. So so, so far, I can think of one beneficiary of the actor strike, Sean. One beneficiary, WWE. Because yeah, they got I, Samoa Joe. Well, okay, because they got, why? what else is Samoa Joe doing? What else is he doing? Twisted Metal. He was doing that. He was going to do promo for that. Um, oh, was he? He okay. was not supposed to be at ROH Death Before Dishonor. They oh. found out a week before that Samoa Joe would be able to perform on Death Before Dishonor because of the strike, and they quickly added him to the show. They were going to have a top contenders match there instead for his title, and they got to push it up and, and add him to the show. Interesting. Well, the, to me, there's no question. I mean, Cena's going to be around for two months now. It's because of the strike. There's no question. Yes, that is why. Uh, Toby says AEW punished Punk for Brawl out by giving him his own show and his image. No wonder he doesn't fear the consequences. You know what? That's a pretty good point. He fair, he pretty much got rewarded uh, and and got to come back when he was healthy. The more punks, uh, the more stuff Punk does, the more the elite's decision to not deal with him after Brawl out makes sense to me. I can not, certainly understand that. Not to me. You're supposed to be executives. Sure. Uh, this is not a $500 super chat. <laughs> like Jimmy says, probably <laughs> if it was, thought, I'd hear about it. You certainly would. Um, <laughs> says probably a dumb thought, but if the whole thing happened in front of TK with the suspension, would it have been possible to change the finish to have Joe win the belt? Not that punk would have gone off script with Joe, right? Um, in that heat of the moment, it's hard to say. I agree. He wouldn't have done that, that because punk was literally getting ready to go to the ring at that yeah. moment, but they wouldn't have done that. I don't think, but uh, yeah. Jeff Stone said, since they all say he broke up whatever they had going on, Samoa Joe needs to get everyone in the room and tell them to stop crying. I think that having a Brian Danielson, John Moxley, and Samoa Joe sort of heading up this conversation with Tony Khan, Mega, and somebody else would be very, it would be very important. I think that would go a long way. Uh, we got Don saying happy birthday. Hope you guys are both doing well. Thank you for the coverage. Uh, good and bad. You deliver it professionally. And for that, you're unmatched professionally. I don't know about that. Accurately. I will say that speed punk says good. AEW note on Keith Lee and bunny uh, DLC for their game is out tomorrow. Good news on Keith Lee. Yeah. Um, bunny was supposed to work recently and didn't end up working. I don't know if it was, injury or something else related, but she was supposed to be booked for a show recently. I think uh, Keith Lee. Yeah, that was an overblown thing. Joel Wood says, Tony said he didn't put a second women's match on all in because it would have affected the pace. Here's a reminder. They had a Jeff Jarrett segment, an hour and a half of talking on zero hour. Completely agree with that too. And when the hell uh, did it turn into two hours? Zero, two hours. When did that when, happen? When Jeff Jarrett, Carnied his way, and I say that respectfully, Carnied his way on the show, and Tom Campbell of Cultaholic talked the world into pushing for Grado on that show. That's, that's when. So that's I, when. I tuned in and, at noon. And when Miro was very adamant that he should be on this show in some capacity so people from his continent could 
can see the show. I tuned in at noon Eastern time. And then I was on Twitter and I saw the clip of Miro walking to the ring and I thought somebody doctored it. Like I thought that was something that somebody had just doctored for fun because I was like, but they started at noon Eastern time. So I had no idea it was on an hour early. Oh man. Damn. Just Corey says, look, I'm not a punk apologist. I'm not a hater, but I'm sick of the issues. Let me enjoy my favorite brand of wrestling. I agree. Uh, and, and Joel, I, I agree. They should have, they should have more than one women's match on the show. Marquise says, was truly a fan of the Wyatt character from start to finish. I know it's premature discuss, but do you think Bo and WWE will be up to continue the uncle howdy story in his honor? Do you think there will be any more tributes this week? I think you're going to continue to see people honor Bray Wyatt. Uh, I talked to so many people in that company that, that shared some really, really wonderful memories and, and sentiments and thoughts and, asking about personal experiences I had as well. Just, just, he was so beloved. Is still so beloved. I think there's a possibility that Bo continues some work there. Honestly, I kind of feel uh, just based on what I see creatively, I feel like Bray Wyatt kind of would have loved his legacy carried on in that manner, Jimmy. Yeah. I don't know if they continue with the uncle howdy thing. Maybe, maybe they have him go out as uncle howdy and take the mask off or something. Uh, I, I, I want to say a couple notes. The first one is, so as we're doing this August 30 WWE today on their YouTube, they released about a half hour's worth of wrestler tributes, uh, where they had the wrestlers sit down and, and talk to the camera about Bray Wyatt. I don't know why they didn't put them on their television shows. I wish they had of, but, uh, check those out on WWE's YouTube. The other thing I wanted to note because I just saw this, I don't remember what television station it was, but you can find it. If you look it up, Bray Wyatt at one point. Uh, did the weather for some local <laughs> news station. Did you see yes, this? I did see that. Yeah. Uh, so I just saw it. He, he did the weather for some local news station. He was promoting a pay-per-view. If you want to see what Bray Wyatt was like, like the real guy, check that out. Bray Wyatt went so far as to hug the weatherman. Like as he's sitting there laughing and, and doing the weather, he hugged the weatherman. Look that up. That uh, I watched that twice because I thought that was awesome. That was good. Yeah. Our good friend, Wild Boy. Wild Boy, I wish I would have saw you in Detroit when I was there. He says, happy birthday again. Much love and respect to you and Jimmy. Thank you, Wild Boy. We love you, man. You're great. Glad to see he's around. Haven't seen his name yeah. in a while. Yeah, I talked to him here and there. Okay, okay. But the Raven says, does Bray's death qualify for an episode of Dark Side of the Ring? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's something they would cover. It's not always like, you know, drug issues and things like that. Man, Mike the Jeweler just sent another $100 Humper Chat over at HumperChats.com, Jimmy. Listen. He's doing well with jewelry, Sean. He is. He offered to jewel a pair of my shoes, and I would like to – I need to have that done, to be honest with you. Mike, thank you so much. Sincerely, thank you very much. He said, I meant shots. We can also do a 420 sesh as well. Happy birthday again, Sean. I only smoke weed directly before I'm going to sleep. So if I'm in Atlanta, we He'll can. He'll have you do I, his hotel room. Sean will have you do his hotel room. You guys can get tucked in. And then I'm uh, going to bed right after, my friend. <laughs> that is legitimately how, how it would happen because I, I conk out right afterwards. Pro Wrestling Podcast, good friend of ours. Uh, I just want to say this, CM Punk, very good to him as well. So he's got good interpersonal relationships uh, uh, with Punk. Ryan says, any updates on Jade? When do you think her hiatus ends? Do you think that her leaving AEW at all going to WWE at some point. She's still got time on her deal and she is still under contract. She was at Dynamite a few weeks ago. Right. Uh, there have been active conversations about how possibly to bring her back uh, and a lot of that. Guys, if I missed any Super Chats, 
please send them to me because um, obviously we did a lot today. We had a whole bunch of these. So we are heading down the home stretch, an 80-minute show on a very, very big week. Um, obviously, I, I did a, a special show last week where I uh, just talked about the Bray Wyatt thing on Select and made it public, so it's not behind the paywall if you want to check that out. But I know we didn't talk as much about Bray today, but it's been a week. We've talked about it numerous times. And uh, obviously, Bray is somebody we're going to be talking about for, for quite a long time. Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like yeah. I couldn't add anything that hasn't already been said. I mean, sure. everybody's been putting him over, talking about what a great guy he was and his laugh and I couldn't really add much more to it. And I didn't know him on a personal note, but definitely yeah. creative genius for sure. And, uh, and, and a once in a lifetime performer guys, before we go and we do, we are going to wrap up the last few humper chats and super chats. We're going to go over to fightfulselect.com. I'm going to tell you what the all out plans were. Uh, I'm going to tell you who was affected by this and sort of tie up some loose ends on CM Punk. Rock hard says my view on locker room leaders is I thought they were uh, people that the most of the roster respected like Taker, how can Punk be a locker room leader when half the roster wants nothing to do with them? You know, a thing that I that really resonated with me uh, on our MMA team, you could tell when some people would come in and they wanted to be feared so badly. And our coach would always be like, man, I would much rather be respected and liked than feared at all. Like you don't want to be feared because you're not going to see a real person reacting to you. I don't want the team that works with Fightful to fear me. I don't want them to think if they screw up, they're getting fired. Mm. I want them to think if they screw up, I'm going to work with them to see how this doesn't happen again. Respect uh, and, and adoration is much more uh, a much more applicable combination than than fear. And I don't know if that's what CM Punk wants. I don't think Punk really, I don't think his objective was to be a locker room leader. I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like he wanted to sort of lead things. I think he wanted to create a show in his vision for sure. Oh, I agree with that. But I don't think that he wanted to be a policeman. I think that he wanted to, you know, he'll be a mentor if you want to go to him and ask him questions. I don't think he was going to be doing any wrestler's court. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he wanted any of that. I think we've bled Mike the jeweler dry because he <laughs> sent a very cheap ass $50 humper chat that says, I'm not tucking in Sean to sleep, Jimmy. Ha ha. <laughs> I love Mike the jeweler. Mike's a great guy. Uh, it was great to meet him. Uh, he, he posted a picture of us for our birthday as well. Quote the Raven says, happy birthday. Moving to Lex soon. What would you recommend for fun? Events, restaurants, or bars? Oh, buddy, I could go on all day. Lexington is my favorite city on the planet. I love it here. I'm Jimmy can tell you I'm infinitely happier here than, than I was before. Sean's going to uh, say got, cornhole, uh, Jesus golf. I do, uh, I do love cornhole. You told Jesus me golf at Jesus golf at the ice center. I go to activate games. I go to arcades and play stuff all the time. There are batting cages here. I do a lot of, of kid activities as a grown ass adult. I love that uh, rock climbing. I like to do that. There are a lot of good MMA and jujitsu gyms out here, but for food, you got a lot of good barbecue joints. You got a lot of good burger joints. I'm actually, I'm not going to tell, say where one of my favorite restaurants is. Cause then people are going to track down and be, be weirdos to me. But Ramsey's diner is also a good one. Oh my God. Open face pot roast sandwich, agave and rye best tacos I've ever had. Uh, I love it here. Toy vomit. I don't care if you don't collect wrestling figures, Go to Toy Vomit. It's like a must-see tourist attraction at this point. Somebody in the chat just said Ramsey's. 
Oh, buddy, Ramsey's. Is Remember Kimberly shirt. Cox just said Ramsey's. Kimberly Cox, you know it. You know what is up. Kimberly Cox, are you related to the famous Nancy Cox? Something tells me no. But uh, <laughs> I love Ramsey's, my friend. Oh, my God. It's the, the best. The best. Left my credit card there the other day. I was so excited. <laughs> Didn't you leave your card someplace else once when you were with me, Sean? Are you talking about the strip club, Jimmy? <laughs> the one that that uh, that, that big old bitch <laughs> Disco Inferno worked at? That would be the one. And I didn't recognize him. I didn't recognize him when he was standing there. Yeah. Which is wild because I didn't use my debit card that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Matt Hennessy says, any update on DIY? Reunion, WWE and Champa have been cheesing it on social media and TV recently. I think that's them working an angle on their own, but I do have some past DIY news that might be coming your way. Jimmy, look at us. Humping for 90 minutes like it's 2017, 2018? What's going yep. on here? What's yep. going on here? I got I got uh, my kids like knocking at the door here because I'm definitely listen, later than usual. But I'll do the list goes on myself because there's a lot that I can kind of get into on there. But I'll be over there giving you guys an update. Adam Weller says, happy birthday, SRS. Thank you for this community. Guys, I want to say thank you to all of you. Um, I met more people that watch Fightful, uh, subscribe, anything like that um, than ever this this past weekend and i really needed it if you were on twitter you saw the type of weird week that i had last week and the type of weird week that denise had and so many of you were really really great to us and i promise you you ain't even got to be great to us if you just either are decent or leave us alone we're going to be really great to you as well uh thank you for investing in what we do it makes me very happy thank you for all the birthday wishes mike the jeweler Sends another $50 one, this broke-ass son of a bitch. This has got to sell more jewelry now. There was my 24K Wagyu steak dinner funds. Ha-ha, <laughs> take care, guys. Listen, I will say, um, Jimmy treated me to some Wagyu steak that that mimicked the amount in which you are dropping here, and it was it was pretty nice. But, it Jimmy, anything before we wrap up? It's first. This is the longest we went in a long time. Yeah, no. Happy birthday to you, buddy. Hope you have a, a you. good day. And uh, and that's it. I'll, I'm I may or may not be here next week because I'm heading to okay. my cottage, but I'll let you know. I need a cottage. I'm I'm <laughs> sincerely. One thing I at have a time, like Sean. One thing at a I've, time. I've got a two year plan as long as business doesn't go down the tube. A two year plan to pay off my house, and I want to start looking at like lake houses, like like little cabins, like small ones, like escapes and stuff like that. So. Yeah, there you go. Jimmy. One of these times I'll have you at my cottage. One of these times I would love okay. to see you. I'd love to see you on the jet ski. I would like to witness that. Sounds terrible. Sounds like you'd uh, be writing an article about me after that. Possibly. Anyway, guys, thank you all so much. We're out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.